today in this podcast, we are going to be talking about the cycle of poverty and how it affects people of color more specifically. We are going to go over how it prevents them from elevating their financial standings in the United States and why this is happening. Anyway, so the first question that should be answered is, what are the causes of these economic disparities? So, as seen in many parts of the country, many white people and African Americans do not usually live in the same neighborhoods. Even though this may not be due to current racism, there may usually still be racist history behind it. When looking at the past, after slavery ended, many former slaves were not usually welcomed in white communities unless they were working there. Instead, due to this continued segregation, whether it was forced or by choice, it became more commonplace. Now, the next question that should be answered are, is what are the effects of this segregation and economic disparities that it causes? Uh, so, some of the effects of this long-lasting segregation are based on economic disparities, of course, between these communities. Even though there have been many attempts to fix this in recent times, the causes of this goes far back. If you look at if you look at the distribution of government funding during, let's say, for example, the early to mid nineteen hundreds, which is not too far back actually, communities of color may have actually received unproportionately small amounts of money compared to white communities. This caused the long-term effects that we still see in many parts of the United States today. Anyways, so the next question that should be answered is why is why are these economic disparities still continuing and how do they affect things such as education in these underfunded communities. So, these economic disparities are practically in a cycle, hence the topic of this podcast, the cycle of poverty. So, considering that many of these communities of color had started off poor after the end of slavery and a lack of government funding, it was very hard for many of them to become better on their own. One major reason for this is how education systems in these communities were affected by such circumstances. Normally, school districts, at least in the United States, or most parts of the United States really, are funded by taxes collected from the residents of a community, which would usually go towards the schools in that community. But then considering that their schools were under... Oh, sorry. However, considering that many of these communities of color had started off poor and remained poor, many of their schools and school districts also remained underfunded due to a lack of tax money. Then considering that this can affect employment... Sorry about that. Then considering that their schools were underfunded, it was also harder for them to receive as good of an education or as high quality of an education as people in other, usually more white and more wealthy communities. This 
This can affect employment opportunities, of course, in these neighborhoods that are underperforming. These, educa these educational differences would also make it harder for people in underserved communities to move on to get good and high-paying jobs and move on to opportunities of higher education, especially when considering that especially when considering the already existing financial disparities between these groups of people. And now, of course, for the, and for the most important question, how can this be fixed, these economic and educational disparities? So to try to fix these problems, the economic and educational disparities between the communities, there can be many solutions. Some of these solutions may be for the government to provide more funding for in these communities for things such as their schools, for companies or other individuals to invest money in businesses in these communities, or whether that's opening up their own businesses, where, which would allow them to hire people in these communities, which would allow them to have jobs and make money, or whether it's helping the people in these communities start their own businesses and help out their own communities by employing other people and allowing and decreasing the unemployment rate. And hopefully in turn of this, since as the community grows, it would be more like it would be more likely that the schools would be better funded, which would allow for higher educational opportunities for people in these communities, which can allow them to better compete with more wealthy and historically more white communities, whether that's going on to higher educational opportunities, such as college or universities, or just getting better jobs. <laughs> Anyway, so I would like to thank you for listening to this podcast, and I hope you enjoyed it and learned many new things. So, goodbye.